Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the AEW Rampage Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to review everything that happened on Friday night's episode of AEW Rampage. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Rampage, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh! Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with the bigger quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to review Friday night's episode of... Hey, I just met you. This is crazy. But here's my number. This is baby. <laughs> and I suppose we should appreciate things right now and enjoy them while they last, because there's not a bloody chance I'm going to be reviewing AW Rampage once Collision starts. That was honestly the one saving grace. It's like, oh my God, two more hours, and all the attendant problems and worries that come with the announcement of a second show that it he can't produce four hours of actual real TV, like three hours that were done with Rampage, to be honest. So an extra two was the most unreliable leading star like, imaginable, not just because of his self-destructive <laughs> tendencies, but his in- injuries, his wear and tear, the fact that he's 45 this year. So I can't be bothered. It's a terrible time for the content for the 9-to-5 British worker. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? They'll at least try more with this than with Rampage. Like, when am I going to watch it? Yeah. When am I going to watch AEW Collision? Like, I'm <laughs> not... I'm already, like... It's a first world problem. Yeah. I had people write when I was criticizing the Raw, the Raw after Mania and the fallout from WrestleMania 39 saying like, really nicely things to the effect of, I feel so sorry for you. I haven't watched this Raw or haven't watched a WWE product like this. It's, like, it's a dream job. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd watch Heroes of Wrestling on a loop, <laughs> scrutinize and analyze every single sequence all week long. Then you know I'm, I'm privileged to have this, but you know it does have negatives. The most, well, the only real one of which is I wake up early to watch usually a load of shit, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think Collision will be that. But no. that's yet another like Monday mornings and Friday mornings. I get a lie in of. 6.50 a.m. because <laughs> the way it works in our household, you have to wake up at 6.50 a.m. Latest. Get your bearings. Quick Twitter. Ugh. Wordle maybe. Then you have to, if your kids haven't already woken up, 
And if they do, they are told you can't come downstairs until 10 to 7 at the at the earliest. Okay. And if not, it's like, right, I have to rouse them out of bed because if they're groggy, if they're tired, they have to be constantly petitioned. Eat, 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 eat. Are you eating? Are you eating? <laughs> I'll turn the telly off if you're not eating. <laughs> okay. I won't do that, obviously, because I want to avoid an absolute fit. A tantrum. Eat, eat, eat. 20 minutes later. Right, brush your teeth. Just brush. It's, it's the same thing every morning. If you just did it in the order I tell you mm. to do it, with a quick amount of time, you can just have screen time until you get to school. Oh. You're delaying your own screen time here. So every other morning, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, it's getting up at five. Mm-hmm. Or if I want to watch the whole show uninterrupted, within, I'll watch all three shows uninterrupted. Yeah. But the idea is, right, okay, if they decide to wake up early or whatever, I'd still like to watch all of Dynamite. Yeah, I think generally WWE shows, you can probably... I like to skip the entrances and stuff yeah. because they're always the same, at least on... Dynamite, you get a bit of audience interaction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's easy to skip things in WWE because they are just exactly the same. Regardless, that's Monday morning now. I'm not watching two hours on a Saturday No night. I, that's me time. That's not wrestling time. That's not work time. That's family time. Or it's recovering from a really nice, albeit intensive, family day with like a nice studio Ghibli in the background. Yeah. No wrestling, no discourse, no nothing. And then on Sunday morning, it's, again, the... Oh, I might get a lie until 7 if the kids have a particularly active day, but not so active that they're restless and have, like, a not a great night's sleep because they're too wired. Oh, 7 a.m. lie-in. Or, I mean, the missus will rotate over who gets an extra hour or whatever. Not on a Sunday morning I'm watching it. On a Sunday night... Oh, it's either Sunday night or Monday morning or a split. I cannot be asked <laughs> from a personal workload, work-life balance to watch another two hours of TV, right? And that says nothing about the level of content that we're going to get, the political compromises, the artistic compromises, this, the, the level of excess that already exists in this promotion has been winding me up for quite some time. And guess what? It's a segue to the actual meat of this review. This 6.5 out of 10 <laughs> rampage was not a particularly good omen for the level of quality control that we are going to now get with an additional two hours of television. Yeah, this this show is fine. Like Aggressively this, above average. What I'm saying is I didn't watch this show and think, oh, that's it, if I didn't do this for my job, I wouldn't watch this show again because it was so bad. Some good wrestling on there. Development with angles and what have you, but just, I mean, we say this every se- seemingly every week, Sige, inessential, isn't I it? I cannot wait to not do it anymore. And we won't. We can't. It, because it would be akin to us. We only do NXT realistically because it's so much fun. Yeah. And we've developed this ridiculous way of approaching that TV show. We don't review it because it's particularly open to like great insightful analysis it's just funny and it's fun and we've got it it's got its own sort of audience mm. there's no it's put it this way it's irrelevant some of it shouldn't even be on tv it's developmental most of it it exists 
not as something that should... But it's, it's weird. It should be reviewed because it's on television. But it exists in our podcast universe <laughs> as something that's very different to what the television product is. If we were to... If all goes the way we think it's going to go, okay, Rampage will be even more like AEW Superstars or AEW Main mm. Event. And guess what? We're kind of already there with it anyway. They're not going to try. They've stopped trying for months and months and months. The onus will be even less on Rampage going forward in the wake of Collision it would legitimately be like reviewing WWE main event. Well, it strikes me that it's also akin to reviewing a SmackDown on a Monday after a pay-per-view at the weekend. It feels like the big stuff's going to happen on Dynamite and Collision and Rampage is just going to be the sort of bridge between the two. Like if there's some jaw-dropping match on it, obviously yeah. we will talk about Yeah, it. that's the thing. We want to be fluid with this. We're not saying it's cancelled, thank God. Like, we do invest our time and some of these Rampages are really good or have something that's really good about them. The way I see it, and you're the boss of this deal, it's your arm of the business, the way I would see it, and we can just have a little word discussion yeah. here, is... Dynamite and Collision. That'll get the attention yeah. it deserves. Rampage, logistically, in terms of when to watch it, when to squeeze the review into our days, because you do voiceover work. Mm-hmm. Um, you do writing. We've we got do news, writing. We do know, edits. Breaking stories. Yeah. Uh, editorials, things like that. And we've got families and we've got personal lives. Yes. If, in this theoretical example... Rampage just as awful numbers because people are fatigued by AEW content and they've taken that one to miss out on, which guess what has already happened pretty much. But they say, right, okay, well, it's been a bad trend. We need to do something on Rampage to get a decent number. And they decide to put, I don't know, right, this feud will probably be finished, although they've done this match already. But as an example, I'm thinking, right, okay, what's Rampage TOA? Where you'd think, oh, bloody hell, they're trying on Rampage. Mm-hmm. And as part of Elite versus BCC, they do Kenny Omega versus Wheeler Yuta. Okay. I would go out my way to watch it, and as part of the collision review on the Monday, yes. we could fold that in. Exactly. But I'm not doing a full review, Will, but what I'm telling you right now, and you're not either. <laughs> no, so. me neither. Um, but let's talk about this episode of AEW Rampage, because there was some good... We will, st- sorry, sorry. We will at some point this week seek mm-hmm. to give our full thoughts on what we think or should is going to happen on collision. We'll do a collision deep dive, not exactly. just a rant about its very existence. No, 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 exactly. We we were going to talk, talk about it. Uh, we were talking about it in the office today, and it's one of those ones where it's sod's law. The moment we step in here to record it, some news is going to break about what they're actually going to do on collision. But if that hasn't happened, we'll probably do it post-Dynamite, so probably Thursday, we'll do the Dynamite review and uh, get the table about Collision, one would assume, because that, by that That's point, the working plan. Yeah, yeah that we will, we'll probably hopefully... We won't just piss all over it. I've got some positive thoughts on why it might not be the end of the world, which is what it felt like over this weekend. The phrase brand split as a cold, like, hand. Yeah, there's a good and bad version of everything. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. We've got mm. to have a really important business to talk about now, and that is mm. Rampage. Big announcement from Matt Hardy that I'm very excited to get your get your thoughts on in Duke. The show started though uh, with a really quite enjoyable IWGP tag title match. It was best friends challenging Aussie Open and Sige. I don't want to. I'm glad you sat down because I don't want to surprise you here. 
But um, considering they've been going after Aussie Open on Twitter recently, FTR, um, guess who won this um, match? It wasn't best friends. No. Cedric is embodying the pretends to be shocked meme right about now. Hey, I tell you what, I do this for a, a laugh at times, but outside of the very serious and actually important things that annoy me in life, like the absolutely pitiful wealth distribution of mm-hmm. the world, racism, transphobia, all these horrible issues that continue to surface, right? I'm not trying to be, you know, facetious here. Outside of the stuff that actually matters, yes. first world problems slash pet hate things, other than the things that cause me actual visceral anger that are really important. Outside of that, there is nothing, nothing in this world that pisses me off more than grown adults playing dumb, playing a game, and then playing dumb when people point out that they're playing this game. Grow up. Grow up and just drive me insane. Absolutely insane when people play dumb. I just cannot sanction it. Grow up. Stop playing games. You think people will be able to figure out which person on Twitter you're going after there? More than one. Genuinely more than <laughs> one. I saw one example over the weekend and more than one example. And uh, it just drives me insane. It drives me utterly, utterly insane. Um, Excalibur put over whoever won this match was going to defend the titles in New Japan. And I was like, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be Aussie Open, but thanks for, for reiterating that. Um, but it was a fun match. Uh, Chuck Taylor comes in and hits both members of Aussie Open with a big tope. Uh, Beretta catches Carl Flitcher coming off the top for a crossbody and, and drops him, uh, or hits him with a crossbody, I should say, for a near fall. Uh, I did like the bit where Aussie Open on the outside picked up both her opponents and ran around the ring to collide with each other there. Um, and then they get back in and hit a delayed vertical suplex on Beretta to take us to break when we come back. Uh, Fletcher uh, catches Bretta with a cutter off the middle rope for another two count. Um, Chuck Taylor and, and Mark Davis brawl around ringside. Um, Davis gets sent into the ring steps. Fletcher's fighting out of a superplex attempt, but they just managed to hit it with uh, Taylor giving Bretta the assist. Um, and then there was like a doomsday device knee thing that, that uh, best friends do with Bretta coming off the top onto Carl Fletcher. But in the end, Aussie Open... Down the home stretch, take over. Fletcher hits a spinning tombstone pile driver on Chuck. Davis yanks Barrera up by his legs into a standard pile driver. Uh, and then they fit, finish Chuck Taylor off with Coriolis, I believe it's called, uh, to get the one, two, three. A really enjoyable opener, this. Uh, you know <laughs> um, that inescapable meme on Twitter where I don't even know what. Disney film or animated film it's from where there's a character and there's like like 50 swords yes. pointing at him and it's always some absolute dickhead who doesn't care about what you think. They just want the engagement. They don't read the responses and go, oh, yeah, I agree, I agree, I agree. They just want the numbers. Yeah. They do not care. And then they've got all the swords pointing at the animated guys. And Same neck. as the people who are like, hey, yeah, uh, I remember seeing this uh, spot with Cesaro. I just thought, this guy's going to be good. What? They just want the numbers. Yeah. So it's all the swords pointing at the guy's neck, and it's always something like, what opinion does football slash film slash politics slash wrestling Twitter 
have you like this, okay? You know what mine is? That I don't think Aussie Open are as great as a lot of the... I'm below the consensus Mm. on Aussie Open. I'm not saying they're bad. I just think that I don't get the hype yet, and I think they've got so much more room to evolve. And I'm hoping that I'll see a different version of Aussie Open. Because what I see from them is sometimes quite self-conscious, superficial how to get acclaim work mm. that I don't necessarily see much personality or substance to what they are doing. It feels like they structure matches around what they think a good match is. Like, I think um, Carl Fletcher's the absolute unit. Mark Mark Davis is the big lad. Yeah, Mark Davis, yeah. the big lad. I think he himself has said, like, look, oh, they've basically said no more moonsaults because they've completely screwed themselves in the last <laughs> two matches. Now I think that it's not just because... They've been prone to messing things up or injuring themselves with the moonsault. I just think that they could more carefully distribute their spectacular stuff. Because mm. at the minute, I don't know who they are. I see two hybrid guys, one of whom's a monster, who should be really emphasizing his power, making it seem like the baby faces are all like struggling, like in a deep sense of peril. It just feels a bit move tradey for me, a bit moves with a Z, mm. their work. Um, honestly doesn't do that much for me because if they were more deliberate i think less they were had more self-editing they could really put across the really cool stuff that they do and make it mean a bit more like that yanking them by the yanking trent by the heels and doing a pile driver on one seamless motion. It's one of the coolest spots I've seen on TV all this year. And if they just built to it more... Let it breathe a bit more. Let it breathe a bit more. Do less to make the thing that's really cool, that really stands out, mean more, then I'd be more hyped. For me, this was just a showcase of what Aussie Open can do. Mm. I guess with an eye the one eye cast towards a match with FTR and the fact that Aussie Open have just kind of existed in AEW and not really won that often. So this is a necessary step in building to FTR versus Aussie Open, which clearly is going to happen at Forbidden Door, if not um, double or nothing, because I can't see any challenges there. But I, I always glow with praise when I see just a TV match. Like, go and listen to the Dynamite review, if you haven't already, and my review of Buddy Matthews versus Orange Cassidy, and the amount of thought that went into it, and the amount of thought that goes into most AEW TV matches. And I just say, I love this promotion at its best because they just think about these things, and they just lovingly put things together. This was just, let's do some moves for me. Mm. And it wasn't unexciting, and as I said, that move, the pile driver variation is so awesome, but... I was just left cold by a 50-50 back and forth here. That's fair enough, I think. Um, yes, surprise, surprise, a, a, a match on AW Rampage for a title with a very predictable result. Um, uh, maybe it's, I, I, I get sort of rose-tinted glasses because I my first association with Aussie Open, for my sins, I was kind of unaware of their work prior to this, was working with them in WCPW. Well, that haven't done much before, though. Yeah. So I see them now and I'm like... Look, oh, look at them go. Go on, boys. Whereas in reality, they've slogged away for half a decade or longer, obviously, to, to get where they are. So uh, I'm a little bit biased. Tangled is where the meme we're looking for is from. It's called uh, Unpopular Opinion Swords, also known as Flynn Surrounded by Swords. Not seen Tangled. 
also known as the people who tweeted could not give a toss about what your actual response is, and they just want numbers. Um, speaking of numbers, eight man later on in the night. <laughs> but before that, we talked a little bit about this on the preview of <laughs> spot the odd one out in the team of Satnam Singh, Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, and Mark Briscoe. But don't worry, because Sanjay Dutt's here to sell Mark Briscoe on the fact that they've got so much in common, this team. Um, this clearly isn't what Mark has signed up for. I can't remember the exact quote, but Sanjay Dutt saying, so-and-so was at a, a farm the other day. Not a chicken farm, but a farm. I mean, and a farm's a farm. A farm's a farm. A great line. And look, we've got a T-shirt with all of our faces on, and it's got all their faces on. And then, like, the bottom right-hand corner has got Mark's face on. He didn't look happy. This was just pitched really well. It's, it's, this is fantastic, this. I really, really enjoy it. What an inspired combination from Big Bone Tone. Yeah. Long Bone Tone. And Big Bone. Long and big. <laughs> yeah. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. FTR in the ring. Tony Schiavone's there. Cash Wheeler says, uh, two years and five months. That's how long it took for us to regain the AEW tag team titles. Uh, there's been some speculation about our future. And I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Like the X Factor this. Pack your bags because you're coming to the final 12 or whatever. Pack your bags because you're going to be stuck with us for another four years. Hey! Um, and they're going to retire when their contracts are done. I'll believe that when I see it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, there's a little Pung reference in here. I wonder if it was Cash or... The wheels until the wheels, the wheels, until the wheels fall off. Yeah. I noticed that, yeah. Um, they're going to be the best team ever. Dax can't figure out why you bloody all like us, but um, maybe it's because it's our redemption story. Went on a bit, this. <laughs> Look, <laughs> Twitter's a bobble. They're massively over in the arena. I love watching them wrestle. I feel like Dax Howard cuts the same promo every single time. One of one variation of which was one of my promos of last year. Yeah. And there were so many great, great promos in AEW last year. Like beyond 
the booking and how chaotic and almost too basic it was. There was always so many great promos. As a plug, I did the 10 greatest promos in modern wrestling history. I'm pretty sure like four or five of them were from last year. Yeah. And I'm thinking, hang on. I kind of buried AEW a lot last year, but these promos were out yeah. of this world. And the fight like an eight-year-old girl thing was A, magnificent, but Dax has got a style. It's very earnest. It's very corny. He kind of says the same things a lot. I don't know why you like us. Is on a movie star good looks? And oh, that can't be it. I think it's just because we're good old southern boys and good noble earnest family man. <laughs> and we have passion for this burnout. Basically, there's burning us for, for six minutes. And I've heard it before. Yeah. Um, I wonder. I did what I kind of need to do deep down, just to unsubscribe from Twitter. What I would make of wrestling. I'd, I'd, it'd be a fan, fascinating social experiment. If maybe I should. But then I see like one tweet a day, and I'm thinking, that's too funny, man. Yeah. I cannot get away from this website. I don't know what the solution is, but you're right, yeah. No, the solution is to yeah. not go on Twitter, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need it for work and things like yeah. that. Um, and if you didn't have Twitter, Sige, how would be able to, you'd be able to express your feelings about what came next? Lexi Nair is backstage with the returned Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, Hook, and Isaiah Cassidy. Um, Jeff's humble um, about facing his demons and his journey back to AEW. And Matt's like, yeah, yeah enough of all that. Um, delete, 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 delete. <laughs> they're taking on the firm, including Stokely Hathaway, um, in not just a bog standard match. Because obviously, you know, obviously when Hook beat Ethan Page, that freed um, Matt Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy from being a part of the firm. And if they win this match, you know what they win? <laughs> they're free from <laughs> part of the firm. And it's going to go down at the Hardy compound in the firm's. Final deletion or whatever bollocks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are you doing, Tony? What are you doing? It's like, this is why I'll never leave Twitter. It's like Twitter. It probably does because it's probably got listening devices and algorithms and blah, blah, blah. blah. It likes it. It's like it, it knows what I'm thinking. So I didn't get to watch this until, surprise, surprise, Sunday night. Um, just all the things came up. Uh, so I watched it Sunday night. Good and I things. Go, I go... <laughs> What's, uh, what's going on in the world then? Let's see what Twitter's making of this. And I'm not, I'm no word of a lie. I open up the Twitter app. I get the little blue dot in the bottom left hand corner. I see, right, refresh. You know, what's the latest, what's the latest tweets that my friends and, and what have you have sent? Or what's the big trending topics that people are talking about? And it was your tweet right at the top going, <laughs> off. <laughs> I just, I never want to see a cinematic match ever again. Like, if Kenny Omega had an idea for a cinematic match and they said we're putting it on Dynamite, I would say, please, no. Like, don't. Like, release it on a YouTube channel mm. or something. I'd, I'd kind of want to see what it looks like. After all, you were the pretty much the brain, mm -hmm. the visionary behind the stadium stampede, which I needed, dot, 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 at the time. Yes. Why are we indulging Matt Hardy with his cinematic compound nonsense in 2023? When outside of one match with Jungle Boy, which really the aberration of a hot crowd, no one really cares that much about this firm stuff. It's got the AEW Freakazoids who watch everything. They've enjoyed it. Before Jeff Hardy made his return and got the pop 
in that brawl with the firm, that segment was dying a death. Mm-hmm. No one really cares about it. It's Matt Hardy has spent three years doing contract stuff. It's terrible. It's never been good. And now it's all going to end, I think, in a cinematic match, which will make no sense in AEW's universe, I suspect, unless they really try hard to fit it within the parameters of AEW. And I hope that's the case because Tony Khan is literally on record as saying that, look, I just thought I'd put the broken Matt Hardy character in AEW because it was over and it had a following and quite frankly, I regret it because it was not a good fit and I'm glad I made him big money, Matt, or whatever. So I'm going to reserve judgment and hold a wrestling promoter to his word. Mm. Why I am s- I doing that? I, I still remember when they brought Hardy in and I'm not even going to get into the whole teleporting thing. I just remember him coming in and he'd be like, oh, okay, because the same night as Brody Lee, wasn't it? Yeah. So you, it was, you were kind of distracted. And then I remember going, you know what? There's some other great wrestling podcasts out there. It's not none of them as good as ours, obviously. But I thought I'm going to go and see what my, all my Hardy's got to say for himself on Chris Jericho's podcast. And then he started talking about like a three thousand year old person called like Damascus or something like that. And I was like, Matt, what are we doing, mate? What's this? Yeah. What's going on? And it was the beginning of the end for me for all this. I just can't. Why am I watching a Hardy Compound match in All Elite Wrestling in 2023? When I still get, I still get. Sorry to interrupt. I still get bad feelings when I'm watching. I interrupt you all the time. Like random, like random, just now. random sports highlights, right? And it's like a compilation of, and it could be anything. It could be, you know, football. It could be like random basketball stuff. It could be American football. Anytime they're like top ten plays from blah blah blah, and then one of them just happens to be from 2020, and it's got like they're in a stadium or they're in a back- basketball arena. It's all tarped off, obviously, because there's no yeah. one there. I don't like it, and I can't. I can't. This could be the greatest play of all time, and I'm not. I, I don't like it. I don't so, like, like it. Like say, any. We talked about it with the theory promo on WWE a while back when he was just in the empty arena, and I was like, "Don't take me back there." Gives me the willies. Gives me the goddamn creeps. I'm, I hate this so much. I, why are we doing this? And I always say, you can bargain for something, or you can use your imagination and think, right, okay, well, how could this be better? What could be in place of this? What resources are they not using effectively? One of them's literally staring you in the face, and it's Hook, mm-hmm. who's so uncool now, like, just so uncool. Like, even, he's fallen even more than he did last year. Kanosuke Takeshita's storyline at this point is far too slow burn for me. Mm-hmm. Look where he was at the start of the year. Yet again, he's just completely off the radar now. Happens with AEW all of the time. This tag division barely exists quietly. The trios division barely exists. You could be doing more work there. You could also be doing more women's matches on television using the talent that obviously exists but isn't being used anywhere near enough. And then instead of indulging not just Matt Hardy, Carney Succubus, but the worst of Matt Hardy as well. Like there's even worse Matt Hardy stuff than contract stuff, and it's compound stuff. So, mate. Don't <laughs> uh, Let's cheer you up um, with this eight man. Before we get there, there was a, a video package promoting the big lads, Wardlow and Powerhouse Hobbs getting into it for the TNT title this week. That comes up on Dynamite on Wednesday, of course. And then it was, yeah, Mark Briscoe, Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett and Satnam Singh versus what they call the Spanish Announce Project, which is uh, Luther and Helico and Serpentico. And um, Man Scout... Jake Manning. Man scout. 
temerity in his voice when uh, this guy was like, oh, Man Scout's getting back into this. Man Scout. I love the idea of Man Scout. I think just, it's one of those things where it's like, you know the B-sharps? Yes. In The Simpsons where you think it's really amusing once and then afterwards, uh, the idea that someone's gone to the trouble of doing a Boy Scout wrestling character, but no, it's Man Scout. It's so funny to me. There's like a and it rest- won't be tomorrow. Yeah. It's a bit like there's a, I can't, for my sins, I can't remember now what his, his name is, but there's like a wrestling dad, isn't there? There's a bloke who wrestles as like the dad wrestler and he's like a bit unkempt and blah, blah, blah. I've not seen this. Before. Yeah, it's, it's, one, it's, you know, it's a bit like what was a Luigi Primo. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you say, but the, yeah, no. Man, scout. Cheer up, Jim, mate. Just two funny words to put together. Um, but this was the perfect match, yep. I think. So, obviously, Briscoe's like, I can't, how have I ended up in this position, tagging with this lot? And on the opposite of that, Sanjay Dutt cannot believe his look. I really like Sanjay Dutt. Uh, I have done for quite some time, but I really think this is bringing him into his element again. His little down-the-lens promo of, like, look at the fucking team we've got here. Whilst Mark Briscoe flies past being Mark Briscoe. And then he does all his gimmick, and then they get in there, and they're against... I mean, there's a job squad, isn't it, basically? Um, (laughs) And still, Jeff Jarrett's like, jumping before the bell, obviously. They lay him out. Mark Briscoe's like, what are you doing? It's it's Man Scout. (laughs) So he lets Man Scout... Get back to his feet. Jeff Jarrett's like, stay on him. Get on him, <laughs> right? So much so that Mark Briscoe, like, a couple of back, back and forth punches. His match went like two minutes. The whole review's going to go a lot longer because I loved it. Back and forth with Manscout. And Jeff Jarrett's like, I've had enough of this. Gets in and just clocks Manscout from behind to allow Briscoe to take over. Um, and then other people get in there. And Jeff Jarrett's, he's basically doing a run, running commentary, just like, Oh, little stroke for you, one for you. In the end, it all falls apart because they all get into it. Uh, Satnam Singh grabs Serpentico, who tries to help his team, and just dumps him uh, onto uh, Angelico and Luther. And then he chokes Lamb's man scout, and Briscoe just goes, Yeah, bollocks, goes up, yeah. froggy bow. One, two, three. Uh, this was just really good fun. Really delightful. Again, you know when I've said, look, I don't like it personally, but you can tell that Ethan Page and Matt Hardy have had a nice little time putting this all together and plotting it and performing it. This is kind of the exact same thing where you can tell they've had fun with this, but I'm actually having fun with yeah. it as well. Jeff Jarrett versus Mark Briscoe will be delightful. Jeff Jarrett healing it up is always so much fun. And I'll tell you what as well. Jeff Jarrett doesn't miss. No. Just when you think... That, that's it now. We've had our fun. It's a bit of one-dimensional meta fun. Jarrett the Carney. Okay, the acclaimed thing was fun, but that's it. You can't really have Jeff Jarrett in it all of the time. Okay, that Orange Cassidy thing was this absolutely incredible Memphis-style bit of business, but that's it. That's yeah. the end. Right, okay, this Mark Briscoe <laughs> stuff's got legs, and it's really, really funny, and the dynamic of Mark Briscoe versus Jeff Jarrett is going to be amazing one day, but after that, now, nah, every week until, yeah. he, until he's gone forever, Jeff Jarrett should be on AEW Dynamite you've got, like, the, because he's incredible. You've got like the actual, you know, real life 
relationship between Jay Lethal and Mark, obviously. And that, just, just well, a, all of this hinges on the idea that he's going to suffer these fools because he respects Jay yeah. Lethal. And it was, it was a bit I forgot to mention earlier on when, when Sanjay's like, look at this T-shirt, right? And he's like, you joking me with this? A t- First of all, just a, you're going, oh, look, a T-shirt and farm stuff. We're basically cut from the yeah. same cloth, you and I. Right, and he's like, I can't believe you. I'm putting up with this just for you, Jay, and what have you. Jarrett's in the back, and he goes, how about them boys, eh? Oh, you piss off, you. I love you so much. He's honestly, like, never... It'll be a dark day in AEW when Jeff Jarrett starts to not be a character on there. Yeah. It's been incredible. Yeah. Defied, well, everyone's expectations except his, basically. Yeah. When I say his, I'm pointing at the chair that Hamlet sits in normally. Uh, we get a recap of the BCC Elite feud, uh, and then it's time for Emi Sakura versus Taya Valkyrie. Um, pretty nearly winning the match straight out of the gate, basically. A huge knee strike in the corner gets her a near fall almost a minute into the match. Um, Sakura tries to come back with a suplex. Valkyrie blocks it. Clothesline, near fall, goes for the road to Valhalla thing, but Sakura blocks it. And at this point, Jade Cargill and Layla Gray come out to watch the match. That distraction allows Sakura to take over as we take to as a break. Um, she sends Tyre into the steps, chucks her back in the ring, gets a near fall off that. Um, Valkyrie comes back with a blue thunderbomb and a spear, and in the end, does manage to get her up for the road to Valhalla and the one, two, three. Post-match, it looks like Jay Cargill isn't sure whether to dive in there and attack her or not, so she just sends in Layla Gray, who gets her ass handed to her and gets hit with the road to Valhalla. But that allows Cargill to come in back and forth with Tyre, um, but Layla Gray recovers and cheap shots her, and that allows Kate, Jade Cargill to hit finally get her revenge and lay out Tyre Valkyrie with the Jaded. Uh, it's time to play the game. Time to play the game. Did it? Did it? Did it? Did it? Do you want to know what makes JR's nipples hard? <laughs> also known as what pervy comment is JR going to say on Rampage during the women's segment? Ooh. What did he say? Can you, did you pick it up? I didn't pick this up, I don't think. So, Emi Sakura and Ty Valkyrie are having this match. I don't hate it. No. It's brief. We get a nice bit of competitive energy in there. It doesn't aspire to be this great moves match or this contest. And it's not a Jay Cargill squash or the outcasts. Exactly. Which is it's the alternative this, that they do. There's a bit of, oh, you two kind of want to hit each other and prove yourself yeah. like the... Uh, Dominant one here, and I just quite enjoyed this for what it was. Midway through, Emi Sakura chops Taya Valkyrie in the chest. Uh Taya Valkyrie, not to be gross, this is actually what happened, kind of feels her own breasts a little bit, as if to say, no effect. Jim Ross. Oh, no. Oh, my God, lost my train of thought. Oh, he didn't, did he? Yeah, oh, well, I don't know what's going on. I lost my train of thought. Jim, please just, uh, like, if you need to do this, why don't you relieve yourself before <laughs> the broadcast so you're not preoccupied by this? Or better yet, just talk about the wrestling. Don't talk about how you enjoy Tyre Valkyrie's breasts. Mm. <laughs> Jose, the assistant... <laughs> Challenges for Kingo on behalf of Drillistico for Rampage next week. Preemptive. Oh my god. Yeah, looking forward to that one. 
Um, Saturday Rampage, put that in the diary so we don't, we're not sat there on Saturday morning going, oh no, where's Rampage? <laughs> um, I don't want to talk about AEW like this. No. God damn it, they give me no choice. Uh, and then the JS were in the ring to rap. Uh, last week, we caught you off guard. That's what makes Daddy Magic's nipples hard. Uh, cool Hand Ange had a line about having a good hair day, and you know what Jake Hager's line was about? It was about his hat. <laughs> uh, and they basically, I did like the the Daddy Magic. Rapping is very easy. A bit at the end of all this. Anyway, here come the acclaimed. Right. <laughs> not the most babyface thing. They come out, they go, we're not doing the rap. We're going to kick your ass because of what's happened. They've got Billy Gunn, Daddy Ass, of course, with them. And they isolate Matt Menard, Daddy Magic. Billy Gunn pulls out some scissors and... Shoot scissors. Yeah. And barring a save made by uh, Cool Hand Ange and Jake Hager, I'm right in thinking they were going to cut Daddy Magic's nipples off. Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> what? I'm into this. Yeah. I can't help being into this. It knows exactly what it is. It's amusingly stupid and stupidly amusing. I don't even think it's that funny. I don't even think the match is going to be that good. There's just a sense of joy mm. within this that I just enjoy watching, even though it's stupid. It's like maximum male models in WWE. That's days. a very good point. I know it's a bit stupid, but there's a bit of cleverness to how stupid it is, and I enjoy it on its own terms. Have they done uh, anyone done a nipple cripple on uh, Daddy Magic yet? No, but you're printing money. Yeah. Like, that's your spot, because they're fighting on Dynamite on Wednesday, the acclaimed and... Uh, Oh, no, they're doing six months, sorry. Yeah, they claimed yeah. in daddy, yes. Gotta save the big match. And, and enjoy, match, lads. enjoy it while you can, because, you know, Jericho's going to be off from Dynamite soon. Headline another show. I'm probably going over CM Punk, let's be perfectly honest. Let's be honest. Oh, Andy, Andy got, Murray's come in. We've got a special guest. What do you make of uh, Daddy Magic's nipples? Uh, erect. Cool, thanks for that. Well, let's get to the main event, Sige. Um, It was Sean Spears, a returning Sean Spears, versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Um, beforehand, um, Mark Henry's talking about, he's earning his money this week, Sige, uh, talking about, obviously, the association with the pinnacle for, uh, for Spears and MJF and what have you, but Spears is like, no, 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 no longer friends. I want to start getting a few wins up and get my shot at the world title. Um, and then we get the whole... Uh, a lot of daddy-based chat on the uh, SmackDown review today, which you can check out right now. One thing I thought appropriate, considering recent developments, Sean Spears, congratulations on becoming a father, and, and I do think that we should normalise male wrestlers going off after they have a child to, you know, probably get to know it uh, somewhat. <laughs> Having said that, reckon he was kind of happy to get a bit out of the house after a while? I would never say that on somebody else's behalf. Okay. Uh, he's trying to do this bit of the, the 10 stuff from his NXT days, uh, and they two get into it, and they brawl around the ringside area. How that flowed into Jack Perry's usual offense, Lucha-inspired, was just lovely. Yeah. Uh, I also was weirdly entertained by Darby Allen watching a television in his own unique way. Whilst Sammy Guevara's just there watching, because it's a pillar stuff, obviously. Um, when we go we go to a break, uh, as they brawl around after the brawl around ringside and 
spilled into everywhere. Um, Perry fights out of a superplex and catches Spears with a crossbody for a near fall. Spears comes back with a pump kick, but Perry hits him with a, a pair of super kicks. Rebound Lariat, um, but Spears sends Perry over the top to the apron, but Perry comes back with an enziguri. Um, tries to spring back into the ring, but Pierce catches him, hits him with that draping DDT, goes for the C4, but again, Perry counters and hits him with a leaping flatliner for a great two count. Spears comes with the tilt world backbreaker, goes for the cradle, but Perry shifts his weight and gets the one, two, three. Nice show of respect between the uh, two men afterwards, uh, and they emphasize as the show goes off the air that now Jungle Boy Jack Perry, Darby Allen, and Sammy Guevara are all 2-0 and since they... Took aim at MJF's world title. Good developments with regards to the pillar stuff, I suppose, here. Yeah, quite nice. Um, Look, I'm not saying Sean Spears is on this level, but what is it about Canadians? Their ability to just craft Mm. nice wrestling matches where the spots just flow so nicely from A to B to C to D to E to F. Sean Spears has got that ability. Like, the, the 10 into the... Um, Lucha-style offense of Jack Perry was really nice. There was like a really nice veteran cut-off spot as well. And I loved how that fed into the story of the finish of, right, Jack Perry is, look, no one's buying that Sean Spears is going to win, but yeah. in the story they're trying to tell, whether you believe it or not, is that he has the experience advantage and the upper hand on Jack Perry, who's Prone, prone to making errors and just doesn't know every little shortcut, every mm. bit of dark arts. And then for him to win in such a way at the finish was actually, I'm a lot more savvy than you thought. I'm pretty much experienced enough to have a crack at this world title at this stage of mm. my career. But the story of the match and how it fed into the finish was really nice. I have one complaint, and it's pretty glaring, and I think it means that it was the exception that proves the rule of how this was otherwise just a nice the good version of a gentleman's three yeah not two guys capable of four and a half dogging it or just having an off night but you know something i'll never remember a million years it was just pleasant to watch and well crafted um there was a suplex from perry two spears to the outside and i'm not being funny i blinked and then spears was taking one in the ring and i'm thinking hang on How's that happen? <laughs> a suplex to the outside, like, I hate to go too old school with things. Mm. I have a lot of latitude towards modern wrestling, but every now and then, something sticks in my craw, and I'm thinking, nah, 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 sell that a bit more. Yeah. And I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. And I got back in at the end, because I thought the finish was really nice. Um, but I, good gentleman's three action. Mm. A perfectly fine end to a perfectly fine AW Rampage. Yeah. Right, let us know your thoughts on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. You can follow me at... Man Scout. Uh, Adam Wilborn at WhatCultureWWE for all of us. WhatCultureWrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, the SmackDown review is available right now. And all the boys will be back together to preview Monday Night Raw a little bit later on today. But for now, it's been the AW Rampage Review. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.